Okay, so this Mishnah reads as follows, Rabbi Shmuel Benoi Oimeh. Okay, Rabbi Shmuel, his son said, HaChoyshech Atzmoi Minadin. If somebody avoids Din, Poirek Mimenu Eva, V'gozol Ushvu Ashov. He basically avoids the situation of Eva, Eva's uh, hatred, V'gozol, obviously some kind of dishonesty or stealing, Ushvuashov is obviously making false oaths. Continues the Mishnah. Bahagas liboy bahira. If a person, gas, loshen of gaiva. If a person is haughty when it comes to hira, hira is psat, paskening, then shaita rosha vagas ruach. So he is a shaita, right? He's a foolish person. He's a rush, he's a fool, he's a wicked person. Vagas ruach, and he is a tremendous bal gaiva. Now, just again, Rabbi Shmuel over here from this Mishnah is the son, right? Is the son, as it says, uh, Benoi, is the son of Rabbi Yosef ben Chalafta, that from the previous Mishnah. And in fact, he actually received most of his Torah knowledge from his father. And he quotes often his father as well. The Gemara in Shabbos, uh, Daphne tells us clearly that he actually lived in his parents' home in Sipari. And after his father passed away, so he took over his father's position. Now, it's an interesting thing that the Mishnah is telling us that, be, that he's saying that Rabbi Shmuel is praising a person that refrains from acting as a judge. Because we know, in Parsha Shaftim, the Torah says clearly, right? That you should place in all your gates and all your cities everywhere, there should be judges. Now, there's also an interesting thing because the, the Mishnah says at the end of the first parak, uh, that there's actually two Mishnahis in the first parak that are very interesting that sort of seem to coincide with each other. Mission number one is the, the world was created for three things. Mission number two, which is at the end of the first parak, is the mission, is the world stands on three things. So the Mephoshim automatically deal with the, you know, the discrepancy between one and the other sounds like an open contradiction. Does it, is it those three or is it those three? And the answer is, very simple, and that is, I think if I'm not mistaken, Rabbi Yona says this at the beginning of Perkyovas, that the world was originally created for three things, but, however, the world, in order to continue, needs another three things. Now, one of the three things that the Mishnah mentions, the world's need to be able to continue is din. You cannot have a world without din. Otherwise, everyone could just do whatever they wanted. Everyone else can rip people off. Anyone can act the way they want. There's no judgment. There's no police force. There's no government. There's no rules. There's no regulations. Can you imagine what the world would look like if we had no rules and regulations in the world? It would be an absolute disaster. There has to be rules and regulations. The world cannot continue. And the mission says that clearly at the end of the first parak. And that's the question over here. The question over here is, our Mishnah is sort of telling us to sort of Steer away and forget Rabbi Shmuel is praising a person that doesn't act as a judge. What's going on? So Rabbi Yonah over here explains as follows. Rabbi Yonah says that a person should always try to refrain from being a judge if there are other people available to do the same thing. Right? Yes, the community collectively has a responsibility to set up um, judges, government, rules, regulations, laws, and make sure obviously they're carried through. 
that's the organization of the community's responsibility. And like Chazal Talas, there's no one else to do it, you'll do it. But don't run to fulfill that post, because that post can be a very dangerous post. When you're dealing with judgment, a person can get involved in things that he shouldn't. The Rambam also, in Hilchah Sanhedrin, brings it in Perak Chof. He says that if a person knows that someone else is capable of giving of Psachim, and he refrains from doing it, that's Kavaldi, because somebody else can do it. Why? And he quotes this Mishnah that it refrains a person from getting involved in the three things that this Mishnah mentions, which is Eva Gosnell and Shavuos Shav. So in other words, what's telling us over here, explains the Rambam, and Rabbeinu Yoyna, is it's not, as they say in the books, it's not a job for a good Jewish boy. Right? It's not something that a person should run to do because a person can automatically, we're talking about a shofar, the judge, or something to die in, something similar to that. The Medjah Shmuel has an interesting mahalik. The Medjah Shmuel says that a person that avoids legal action is talking about the litigants, actually. In other words, the mission is telling us, anyone with a complaint, look at the Medjah Shmuel, don't go to Basin. Rather do an out-of-court settlement. Why? Why is that bad? I used to have an argument. I had a chavusha for a bunch of years with a choshiva dying. We moved to Chutzah, it's afterwards. Shame, I missed him. But we learned for a bunch of years different interesting things. And I used to hack with him about, because he goes to Basin and, you know, it was a dining room the Basin. And say, oh, every Basin you go to, all they're going to tell you is do what? Make a pshara. Make a pshara. Right? Yeah, make a pshara. Make a, a medium. In other words, you agree that, you agree that. Settle it basically that way. I said, well, what's the, what's the point of a Basin? I thought the whole point of a basin is that the basin can come along and say, he's right, he's wrong, you pay him, shalom al Israel. Now you're saying, nah, make a pshara. What's that all about? So he used to be upset. I don't care. Often the, the litigants want a pshara, they want a medium, they don't want to do it in basin, otherwise one person loses everything. But the Medjah Shmuel, yeah, the Medjah Shmuel of his is an interesting thing. The Medjah Shmuel says, the problem is when people go to basin, go to court, they make uh, false shavuas, they make dishonest, you know, claims, they make and enemies, it's not Kedai. And therefore, says the Medrash Shmuel, a person should try as much as they can when they have a dispute with someone, don't run to Basin. Don't run immediately to see what the Psak is because it can eventually cause something to come out which is not going to be favorable. I'll tell you, Merdika myself, I said with the Heiliger Aptaruf. The Rav of Apt, uh, listen to this, he sat as a Dayan on a Basin and there was a particular Basin that went on for a number of days and on the third day of the proceedings of the Basin, the Rav got up and he said, I'm withdrawing from the case. And he didn't give any reason. The following Friday night, he puts on his special Shabbos uh, jacket, coat, back of show, whatever it was. And he found in the pocket an envelope with a stash of cash that would be placed there by one of the litigants, one of the people in the Basin, as a bribe, assuming the rabbi would find the bribe, and assuming that he'd be like, oh great, okay, obviously I'm going to judge favorably to this guy, and that's why he put the money there. The rabbi then explained as follows, listen to this. He said, during the first two days of the proceedings in court, I was totally objective. On the third day, I felt myself drawn in favor of one of the litigants. I couldn't figure out why. Why did I lose my ob- objectivity? So I withdrew from the case because I said, I- I've got a tear to one, I've got a, like a, 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 you know, leaning towards one of them and it's not healthy. And it was only a few days later that he discovered that he had been offered a bribe and he said, how, you know, the Torah tells us, right? Shoichad is, you know, it, it blinds someone. Um, and that's why he said, even though he didn't get the bribe until Shabbos, but the fact that it was given was enough already to tilt his mind. I said over this, if you remember, uh, for some of you that were there in Egypt. And in Egypt, 
We mentioned this Maisa by Reb Chaim Balanes. Reb Chaim Balanes was a Yid that lived in Egypt, big Dayan. He was on the base tin. And there were rumors went around about him that he was a guy that used to give bribes, to pe- uh, take bribes from people, and would pass in according to the guy that gave him the bribe. Now, oh, so the problem was, the problem was that he went blind. Now, when he went blind, everybody in town was very excited, because they're like, oh, the Torah says clearly that taking a bribe makes a person bri- blind. He went blind. Obviously, he took bribes. So listen to this. He was a blind man at the time. He got up in front of the whole town, called everyone for a meeting, whatever. He said, Rabbi Sai, I never took a bribe in my entire... Yeah, people offered to me. I never took it in my entire life that I ever took a bribe. And you know what? I'm going to prove it to you. I'm asking the Rabbi Nishalolam to give me my eyesight just so that everyone can see that it's not a true Maisa. All of a sudden, blind man. Shloimi, how are you doing over there? Ah, Yankala. He started calling people in the crowd by their names, knowing exactly where they're sitting. Basically, someone, that, someone who was blind would never have been able to do. Okay, so he never took a bribe. But upon him, the Yisraelis, what this mission is telling us, a person has to be very careful when it comes to din. Things have to be done correctly. Things have to be done in the right way. Otherwise, it can lead to the three things that the mission says. Very careful that a person has to be careful of making sure that he doesn't get involved in in that case, and obviously, the last part of the mission as well, if a person is gas liboy bahira, if a person is a balgaiva, when it comes to psat, so it's a terrible, terrible thing, right? A person should always understand that the information, the psat, the, the, the Torah that he knows, is, we'll talk about it at a different time, is a gift from the Rabbi Nishalolam, and therefore when he get, when he has that gift, and he uses it for psat, then at the end of the day, he realizes that it's a gift from Hashem. If a person's a Balgaiva using that information that Hashem gave him, that's a terrible thing. We always have to know that the information that we have, the Torah that we have, come as a gift from the Rabbani Shalom, and therefore we should be careful when we do Paskin and we do get involved in these things, that it's obviously with the right frame of mind.